If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all over the world helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And first, before I forget, I forgot last week, I forgot to announce the winner of the October free session with me. And the winner is... Her, she, she says on iTunes, quit playing around chase, quit playing around chase. And she said, this show has been very enlightening and I can't seem to soak it all in fast enough. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts with the world. So quit playing around chase. You have won a free one hour session with me. We can talk about whatever you want because, you know, I am a businesswoman who has a buffet of psychicness that I offer. And uh, so we can do, I can do medical scans on you. We can talk to your deceased loved ones. We can talk to your pets. We can do past life stuff, whatever you want in that hour. And you are the free winner. So email me, julie at askjulieryan.com and we will find a date and time that works for both of our schedules. Now, I have such a treat for you guys. Live, streaming in from Sao Paulo, Brazil, is Dr. Sonia Rinaldi. Sonia, welcome, welcome. Hi, Julie. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for the opportunity of talking to you. And uh, I'm here at your disposal. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for staying up late because you're a couple of hours behind me. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you up maybe past your bedtime, but hopefully it'll, it'll be worth it for you because we'll have some great questions. Let me fill you guys in about Dr. Rinaldi here. I'm going to read, I'm going to read her official bio or at least part of it. I could probably spend the whole show reading your bio, Sonia, but here's what I've got. Sonia Rinaldi, PhD. 
an international speaker, author, and columnist based in Sao Paulo, Brazil, as I mentioned, has been participating in research on instrumental transcommunication, also known as ITC, for over 35 years obtaining remarkable results in images and voices of spirits. As a leading authority in ITC, she's developed new technologies to record extracorporeal consciousness, pioneered the use of computers to record trans contacts, and introduced new devices including telephones, cell phones, and Skype used in the field of trans communication. Dr. Rinaldi is co-founder and research director of the Institute of Advanced Research on Instrumental Transcommunication, which is IP as in Peter, A-T as in Tom, I.org. We'll have all her contact links in the show notes here, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. And she frequently speaks on spiritual research and has received worldwide media attention for her innovative methods, which have been documented in the 65 books and emails magazines she's authored and published. So I'm sorry that you're so boring and you don't have anything to do. 65 books and articles. My goodness. When do you have time to sleep? Oh, no, there is a lot of time. And while I sleep, I'm sure that I work too, because I think that when we are out of the body, for sure, we are busy too. So, but that is, but that is great. And it is so that I love in my life. So, that's right. All right. Well, first, I got some new vocabulary words here that you're introducing me to. So, can you explain what's transcommunication? What's extracorporeal consciousness, and what's a transcontact? Those are all new words for me. So what do those mean? What's transcommunication mean? Uh, transcommunication is, uh, is how we call the communication between our side, our plane of light, and other dimensions, okay? Through technology, we can reach not only the the level of the, the lucky ones, but also higher levels because they can deal well with technology. So uh, I'm in this food for 35 years now, and um, transcontacting are uh, how we call the what we record. For instance, I can uh, record uh, with a loved one. And uh, each reply we will call as a trans contact, right? Okay. So, so the spirit, that's another name for spirit is trans contact? Somebody in non-physical, would you call a, a trans contact? Uh, uh, I, I don't like to use the, uh, the word spirit. And I think it sounds too religious. And uh, I don't like to have this uh, kind of approach to instrumental transcommunication. I do prefer to have it as a, a science, let's say. So I prefer to, to, to call the lovely ones or the stupid ones as, uh, as a consciousness. Yeah. I'm just trying to translate it for those of us that don't have the scientific words down that you use. I'm trying to make it understandable 
to somebody who doesn't have this vocabulary that you have. So somebody who's a trans contact is somebody that's not in human form. Is that safe to say? Yes, yes. Uh, let's say it is the spirit or the soul or the consciousness. Uh, it is, let's say, all the same. Uh, when I record, uh, I either in voice to listen to the spirit, let's say, or the loved one. Um, it is what we, it is a contact that they make and they can reply in voice. Or they can also appear. Um, I have some thousand other apparitions, and uh, this is the communication through image. Right. So basically, how I understand that is when you're communicating with somebody who's deceased, let's say a deceased loved one, you can communicate with them on an audio. Like you can hear them, right? They can talk to you on a recording, an audio recording, and you can see an image of them as well. Yeah, uh, but both uh, are different techniques and uh, they don't happen yet uh, together. For instance, if I record voice, I will record, I will just talk and they will reply in voice. Uh, if I record images, uh, it has to be separated. They didn't reach the point of appearing and speaking speak simultaneously. So either uh, we do with voice or with image. Okay. Sonia, I have a favor. Can you hold your microphone? Because when you move around, it's we're getting a lot of static from it. So... Yeah, if you could hold that, the the one that you're, you're like your earpods microphone that you're talking into. Yeah, if if you hold that, because when it's it's going up against your shirt, then it's I'm getting static from it. That would be great. Um, okay, so how did you get into this? What led you to research spiritual communication? To grow up in a spiritual home or a scientific family or a combination of both? What, I mean, how does, did you just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm just going to talk to, you know, deceased loved ones with electronics? How did all this come about? Yeah, in truth, when I was very young, uh, with about 18 years old, 19, I heard that people in Europe were recording voices. And then I thought, Oh my God, this would be great because if we can have something solid, something real, we will not discuss if afterlife is real or not because you have a solid proof, a solid evidence. So I, I, by that time I joined an institute of research. Uh, they had a very, uh, uh, very rigorous uh, scientific approach to uh, spirituality and uh, spiritual investigation. And so I learned the first step is on how to make it, it more scientific, more controlled. And then I started recording uh, with I was some 20 something, 20 years. And uh, interest never stopped. It took me some years, two or three years, till I could listen the first communication. But this happened because I had no instruction 
on how to proceed, on how to, 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 to do for making the, the, the recordings. I had nothing to guide me. So I had to invent my own system. And so maybe uh, much before these two or three years, they had already communicated it. But I didn't know what I, I should expect. So uh, uh, finally, uh, one day I was uh, recording and I was using a radio. Um, and then a voice started shouting continuously the word water. Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought, Sonia. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear more about this voice that was shouting water. Stay with us, everybody. This is a fascinating conversation. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We've got Dr. Sonia Rinaldi with us this evening. She's a world-renowned communicator with the deceased through electronics, and I'm so thrilled she's joined us from Brazil this evening. So you were talking before the break, Sonia, about you were hearing a voice of a deceased entity. I know you don't like spirit. I say spirit, but entity. And, uh, and, and that entity was shouting water? Yes, I think that uh, they choose to to repeat this word because it, it, I couldn't imagine it that it could be uh, coming from a radio station, right? It had to be something for me because it was just repeating the word water, water. So I thought, oh, this is uh, a trans contact. Finally, after many months uh, expecting, and then from from there on, obviously. Uh, things went uh, uh, slowly, getting better, and um, now we have voices and uh, many dialogues and so. But at the beginning, it was this story about the water. When the uh, entity, when the spirit, I'm just going to use spirit for me, okay? And so yeah. you you change yeah. it into your technical term. When the spirit is communicating with you, does it come in in Portuguese for you? Does it come in in English? Does it come in in the language that the spirit chooses? What language is it? No, it works like that. Uh, for many years, let's say nearly 20 years, uh, all my recordings uh, were in Portuguese. And then uh, when I started being invited to go to United States. I thought, oh, I, I have to take some samples in English. And then I started trying and uh, uh, putting questions in English and replies always in Portuguese. Then I went on and then I uh, tested with some people, my friends uh, who lost someone that were from United States. And uh, I put the question in, in in English, and the reply was in Portuguese. And I was driving mad because uh, I, I needed some samples in English, 
And I couldn't get it for many, many, many years. And I couldn't understand because in my mind, I thought, can if you can speak in Portuguese, why can you just say hello? It's something simple, but something in English. And nothing. Always in Portuguese. Until that uh, in 19, uh, you know, 2014, when I first heard that uh, Nikola Tesla was assuming the control of the stations, the transmission stations in the other side to Earth, for the first time things uh, changed. And then I learned that. I was in contact first with uh, what, what they call South Station, which is uh, speaks in Portuguese, but they also inaugurated the North Station that could speak in English, and they were working together, both the stations. So uh, finally, uh, now uh, and from uh, 2014 on, uh, yes, and now I can uh, get the replies in English too. And uh, no, they cannot speak in any other language because I would not understand. So it, it wouldn't. Uh, so they can also uh, speak in Spanish if they want. But the reason for that is that is the important point of this. It is not exactly just to 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 talk in in one language. The point that I learned is that in each station. They have what we could call, maybe for our interpretation, something like a biocomputer, which makes the connection. That is, the connection is not made by the, the, the seated one at all. It is such a sophisticated technology that requires a huge equipment and many minds in the other side thinking on how to solve, to reach us. So the communication is done through a, a biocomputer or something like that we have no idea what it is, that so that it is precise and uh, they can reply, they can listen and reply our question or can send the images even that they are not here. So it's something very sophisticated and that is why they couldn't speak in English before because I was talking to a, an station which whose that the biocomputer had something like a library. It is let's say as we using Google. Uh, if you, you Google can talk to or write in any language because it has a library. So this biocomputer has something like that. So uh, whenever I make a question, the 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 sensitive one will think of the reply or what, what he wants to say, and the biocomputer makes the connection. So that's why uh, initially it was just Portuguese and now also in English. Well, it's interesting because I talk to spirits every day, you know, for clients and, and on my own telepathically, and it always comes in in English, even if I'm talking to somebody who in their last life, they were Russian or some language that I don't speak, but it always comes in in English so that I can relay their message to their loved one with whom I'm working. And I find that fascinating. So I was wondering how it, 
how it came through. And I have heard from Spirit over the years many, many times that it takes so much energy for them to manifest the sound or the the image in our reality because our reality is very dense compared to theirs. Is that what you find as well? Yes, uh, possibly they need to use uh, a type of energy that we have no idea how or what it is. Um, but uh, somehow they are weaving these uh, difficulties and uh, finding energy, I don't know how, but uh, yes, uh, possibly to use huge energy. We're going to take another quick break. Everybody, when we come back, this is fascinating with Dr. Sonia Rinaldi. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, and we'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. everybody. We're talking with Dr. Sonia Rinaldi today, this evening from Brazil, and she's a, a world famous, I'm going to say spirit communicator through electronics. That makes her nuts when I say that because she likes the technical terms, but you know, it's spirit to me. So before the break, Sonia, we were talking about that you had mentioned stations. It sounds like kind of like radio stations in in heaven. Is that is that what I'm I'm hearing from you? Is it kind of the equivalent of a radio station, like a broadcast frequency? Yeah, exactly. Or can you explain that? Yeah. Uh, look, um, let's just uh, think that. Uh, uh, after we die, we will possibly go on doing something similar that we did on Earth. For instance, if you were a medical doctor, possibly we will enjoy to work in a hospital and inspire the, the, the physical doctors in their work or help in surgery and so on, right? So... Can I give you some validation on that? Sonia, let me give you some validation on that real fast. When I, I can scan people anywhere in the world when they're in surgery, real time, I can read their blood pressure, I can tell you where they are in the procedure, I can do all of that. And there are always surgeon spirits over the head of the actual surgeons. And other deceased loved ones' spirits are in the room, and the person's guardian angel, the patient's guardian angels over the anesthesiologist. So there are always surgeon spirits that are advising the surgeons that are doing the operation. So there's some validation for you. Yeah, thank you. And that it is precisely like that. So uh, the, let's think now, instead of medical doctors, let's think of inventors and scientists that were uh, already making some important thing on Earth, and now they died. Uh, obviously, they will enjoy to be together with other inventors and uh, to work with technology, for instance, uh, like Nikola Tesla, Thomas Edison, all those uh, inventors. They went on on the other side, uh, wishing to go, to go on to continue what they were doing on Earth. So they joined in, in huge laboratories 
that uh, we can call transmission station because there they try to create technology to reach us. So uh, the transmission station, yes, it is something like a, I wouldn't say a radio station like like we know, but maybe a huge BBC, something like very very huge that full of equipment they will use to to reach us. So, yes, the transmission stations are something solid as the, 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 the light hitting the other side, let's say. Solid, uh, for instance, possibly you see them, so they are solid enough for you to see. Uh, so the, they also, they have a, a normal life in the other side. And also these tra transmission stations will uh, make this work of contacting us. Okay, I've heard some of your recordings of spirit. I've seen some of your what you call apparitions, where it's a spirit that shows uh, an image of themselves that their loved one will recognize so they know that that's, that's actually them. It seems to me when you're doing the images, I've seen that you use vapor why vapor? That the image needs something as a background? Why not just a plain wall or, uh, you know, or a window or something like that? What's with the vapor? What's with the, the frequency of the energy that's being sent and how does it interact with vapor? Yes, I use vapor and uh, it is just one of the many possibilities. Uh, that they can use, and uh, use the perfectly the right word. It is, works like a background for them to work. So they can, um, let's say, uh, shape. They can shape the paper into pictures, or they can um, not only paper. I I use sometimes cloth. Sometimes uh, I can also use. Uh, um, anything that shines, because what they do is to work over light. So anything that light will help. For instance, in the vapor, uh, usually I also use some uh, colors, uh, some uh, flashlight with a color, uh, so that they can have the color for shaping and making the, the picture colorful. So, uh, yeah, they need something in our space time so that they can manipulate. Uh, they cannot bring something from nothing. Uh, you have to offer something. Uh, in the case of image, I can offer a cloth, uh, anything that shines or the paper, um, anything. But they need something to, to work on in our space time. The other thing that I find interesting is some of the deceased loved ones with whom you're communicating will not only send images of themselves 
at the age that they were perhaps when they passed, but some of them will send multiple images of what they looked like perhaps as a baby or a child, and then as a young adult, and then as a senior citizen. Have you had any communication with them as to why they do that? Is that kind of like, okay, I'm really going to show you it's really me kind of a thing? Is it more of a proof-based thing? Yeah, I think yes. Uh, it is uh, to to for the family uh, to be sure that it is the loved one they are expecting, and uh, uh, but also uh, I think that uh, it shows that uh, uh, also shows the the capacity of these scientists or the these inventors, these communicators in managing information to our side. Uh, for instance, uh, they can send uh, a, a trans image, as they call a photo, let's say, uh, of the loved one when he was uh, 10, year, 10 years old, even that he died at the age of 25. Obviously, the family is not expecting and obviously has no uh, similar photo like that one that comes. Uh, for instance, the family will have uh, some photo more or less uh, when he was 80 years and 10 years. It is similar, but uh, it is in different position. It is completely different. It is another photo. So I think that uh, is an evidence uh, for for them that it is real. And when the voices come through in your communications, your electronic communications, is it a voice that sounds like the person's voice when they were alive, or is it just, does it sound more electronic? In truth, um, what is used for voices serve also for image. So, as I said, we need to offer something for them to manage. In the case of a voice, I offer uh, what we call gibberish. Uh, it is uh, a, a voice sound, a human voice sound, but all broken. So there is no um, intelligible uh, word in what I'm playing. Uh, and so that that is the sound that they will reorganize into the reply. Uh, so, for instance, uh, if I let's say I you would like to have uh, to listen from your grandma. And, uh, but you don't have her voice because he died and, uh, she didn't left, uh, she didn't leave her voice. So, uh, I, I will get from my, my, uh, my files a voice of, uh, an old lady in English, all broken for, so that your grandma can use that voice to communicate. So, uh, it will be, it will sound like the voice that I'm playing, but it will be uh, um, related to the questions that I'm making or that the person is making. So uh, obviously uh, it is reorganized and uh, obviously has information that only, only the family knows all these, but the sound uh, will sound as the voice that I supply. If I, if the family has the voice of the loved one, as I recently made three experiments with the 
uh, three uh, teenagers because the mothers had the voices of them when they were alive. So I used their own voice. Oh, yes, that is great because they will reply with their voice. Mm, wonderful. How long does it take to connect with the deceased loved one? Once you get all the equipment turned on and everything, does it take a few minutes? Does it take, is it instant? How quickly do you, are you in touch with them and they're replying? Yeah, I think that um, I would say that I am 24 hours uh, a day linked to them, right? Uh, possibly you, you too. So uh, whenever I have to make a connection, uh, obviously I I don't speak directly to the loved one. Uh, I usually go through the coordinators, um, to Tesla or to Dr. Raudive. Okay. All right. So hold that thought. We're going to take another quick break. My gosh, my, my brain's working so fast. I have so many questions for you. Stay with us, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. When we come back, we'll get some more answers from Dr. Rinaldi. Hang in there. Welcome back, everybody. We've got Dr. Rinaldi with us this evening. She's a, a world-renowned spirit communicator with, with electronics. And uh, she's brilliant, obviously, and has you're amazing what you're able to do and the comfort that you must give to people who've lost a loved one when you can show them that their loved one is still around them and able to communicate with them and and all of that. So before the break, we talked about how long it takes for the communication to start coming in. And you said 24 hours. So do you ask questions and then you just leave it on and then the the spirit communicates or what's the system? How do you work everything? The easy version, the easy version for those of us that aren't scientific, brilliant minds like you. Oh, no. Uh, In truth, I think I expressed it uh, badly. In truth, I I said that I am connected to the other side 24 hours a day, but not uh, the device, right? So I I mean that uh, as I'm always in contact with them, they know uh, what I will do, what I will ask, and so on. So, yes, when I record, uh, it is, is, uh, they are participating promptly. Okay, so right away they're answering. So are there certain questions that you ask all of them, or is it just all predicated on what the family wants to know? Is it the questions that are coming from the family or deceased you would love, or the, the the deceased's loved ones that are still here in human form. Do they decide what the questions are, or do you come up with questions, or both? Yeah, in, in truth, I usually ask the mother uh, what she'd like to ask, but it is just a way of uh, establishing the contact. In truth, uh, they will say what they want. Uh, not exactly what I want them to reply, but they will say uh, what they think is uh, important for the family to know or uh, an identification or something like uh, they do uh, as uh, they want. 
but also I can put questions. Uh, when I talk to a loved one, I usually try to to get a message for the family or, or um, ask what the family would like to know. Uh, but when I talk, for instance, to Tesla or to Dr. Jaudige, that are the coordinators, together with uh, another uh, stewardship called the Lendil. Uh, also, then I usually put more metaphysical questions to know a little bit about them, uh, how they how they live, what they do, what they want, and so on. Does Tesla send information to you that's technological in nature to help you on the human side connect to what his technology is in heaven? Does he say, okay, Sonia, let's do some vapor and put a light behind it and we'll be able to to give the spirit the opportunity to show a picture of themselves to their loved ones? Is that how you get your ideas? Do you think it's Tesla communicating with you or the other scientists in heaven? Yeah, uh, in truth, yes, they can um, send a spoken message if uh, I don't rest by myself. But usually, I would say that um, maybe as I am always connected to them, I mean, because I'm working, uh, every, every everything that I do is related to them. So it's not that I keep thinking of them, but uh, I'm working, I'm replying emails or anything that is related to the other side. So uh, there is this connection. So I would say that I uh, have lots of intuition. And whenever an idea comes to my mind, I go behind it and try to, 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 to put, put, to put it in action. Uh, if it will work or not, I, I have no idea, but uh, what comes to my mind, I try to, to, to do because usually it is an idea that comes from, from them. Do you find that spirit communicates when they're doing an audio or a voice? Do they communicate in words and or phrases or sentences, or is it just a few words, or how does that work? Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, we know, they have the following problem. problem. Uh, presently, they are still developing the technology to make the communication uh, even more and more clear and also longer. The point is that as per the technique that they are using actually. I think we... We have a pause here. Let's see if she comes back. It is still something they are testing. There we go. And uh, it is something that they can just uh, pass some, usually three, four words. So uh, what is what happens is that the typically in instrumental transcommunication, the replies are short. Okay. What I find when I'm talking to a spirit telepathically is... It's almost like we need to prime the pump, like a water pump. You know, you got to pump it a few times before the water starts to flow from the well. And I find that is the case, too, with spirit, that we'll, we'll prime it with a couple of questions, and then they'll answer maybe in a, a word or a phrase or something. And then they get really chatty. 
and they're volunteering stuff that isn't even a response to a question. They're just saying, okay, well, I like your new yellow car or something that's really random that there's no, that there's hasn't been a question that has led to that. And I, I find that fascinating that it's almost like we get the frequency charged up. And then once that frequency is going, it's kind of like a, a locomotive when a train starts running, you know, it's slow and then it gets steam and then it really can go. So I was wondering if you find the same thing with the communications. And it may be that on the other side, that technology is being developed to enable that. Yeah, in truth, it is precisely what happens uh, also in in the recording. Uh, for instance, if I record for let's say, uh, let's say that I'm recording images and uh, the video will have eight minutes, so I will record for eight minutes. In the first minute, uh, the the quality is not as perfect as from the middle to the end. Uh, it is something like a, a, a synchrony that they will be establishing while we are recording. So, yes, it is just the same. Uh, the more I record, the better is the, the replies or the images. Yeah, yeah, isn't that fascinating? All right, everybody, stay with us. We're going to take another break when we come back at the top of the hour. Dr. Sonia is going to take questions from our callers who've been very patiently waiting. So stay with us and we'll see what their questions are. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We'll be right back. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, all together, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals.com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Welcome back, everybody. We are so blessed to have Dr. Sonia Rinaldi beaming in from Brazil this evening with us. And and uh, I promise we're going to take some calls from listeners. So, Pam, you're first up. Do you have a question for Dr. Rinaldi? Yes, I do. Hi, Sonia and Julie. I'm thankful for your gift. I was wondering, Sonia, if you could tell me, um, if you, if my dad can tell me how my mom's health is progressing, she's just out of ER, will she rally or continue to degrade? Okay, so she's going to have to fire up all her equipment to do that, but I can give you an answer to that. Uh, tell me your mom's name real fast, Pam. Jody. 
Jody. Okay, and where is she? Jody, um, like Dolores. Um, she's in okay. Davidson, in the middle of Michigan. Okay. All right. And she's in she's in the recovery room right now, or where is she? We've gotten her home for a couple of days, but um, mm-hmm. she's gonna be ninety in December, and she thinks she's not gonna live past her birthday. Okay. She's in phase four of the That's twelve phases of. She's in phase four of the 12 phases of transition right now. And uh, so that means that she started the transitioning. It doesn't mean that she's going to continue with it. It's where she is right now. If you look on my website, PamAskJulieRyan.com, you'll see the graphics of what that looks like. The spirit exits the body through the top of the head. Looks like a cartoon caption bubble. So she's in phase four right now. And uh, it, when you want to know if she's progressing, just ask, what phase is my mom? What phase of transition is my mom? And you'll get an answer. It'll come in instantly, and then you can refer to the chart on my website. So good luck with that. Okay, we've got, uh, let's see who's next. We've got William next. Hi, William. Do you have a question for Dr. Rinaldi? We're not going to ask her to communicate with our loved ones tonight because that takes time. But if you have a question about her techniques or or how she does what she does, that would be great. No, not right now. Thank you. Okay. All righty. How about Tracy? Hi, Tracy. You have a question for Dr. Rinaldi? I do. I do. I was wondering... Um, if you found out what people do in heaven, do they have jobs? Do they, I, I have heard that sometimes God assigns people jobs. Um, is that the case for everybody? And I know this sounds really silly, but does everybody eat in heaven? Cause I was really kind of looking forward to not doing dishes while I, when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, I think that, uh, Yes, uh, in the other side, life goes on very similar to what we have here. Um, usually, when they arrive in the other side, they have to be treated to recover of what they died. If it was, let's say, from a cancer, this has to be uh, healed before they uh, goes on with their life. And yes, I think they work obviously. It's not a work like we do. Uh, it's not a job for uh, earning a salary, uh, but I think it is. Uh, they practice charity and uh, how they can help uh, themselves and Earth if they can come to Earth. So yes, they are very busy. Uh, they have a lot to learn. Till they can either reincarnate or to to go on in the other side and uh, go on learning. That's what I think. And do they have? Do we have homes up there, like with doors and windows? Yeah, uh, you know what? There is. Um, uh, well, with, uh, here in Brazil, uh, there was a medium that now died, uh, very famous. His name is Chico Xavier, and he wrote four hundred and twelve books uh, with different authors because it it was a psychography. And uh, one of his books uh, became a film, a movie, uh, that you can find at the internet. Uh, it yeah. is called uh, Our Home. And in this film, in this, film, in this video, 
you will see precisely the the other side how they they live uh, uh, how they dress uh, what they do when one of them come to work and uh, everything so it is um, it's obviously a free uh, movie and i think it would be it, it would, would give you a good idea of how life is in the other side okay thank you what okay. i hear from spirit sonia is they have a thought and that it immediately material it, it it's immediately happened there's not the lag time on earth where they have to we have to manifest something we'll have a thought and then you know we'll take steps and it will manifest what i hear from spirit is they think of something and then it just immediately happens and the other thing that's interesting is as far as where they live and all of that if they want to live in a in a canoe they can do that if they want to live in a you know in a castle they can materialize that it's all the thought process which you know how here we always are taught that our thoughts create our reality and that's what i hear from spirit is thoughts create reality up there in heaven but it's instant there's no lag time with that which i find fascinating along those lines okay let's go to jenny next hi jenny you have a question for dr rinaldi Jenny, are you there? Okay. How about Iris? Hi, Iris. Hi. Good evening. Good um, evening I to you. Uh, a question. <laughs> I'm calling from Davisburg, Maryland, and I'm actually in the ICU tonight with my mother. And you had helped me earlier about what phase. Uh, I was wondering if she is progressing. And I also was fascinated about Dr. Renati's um, way of communicating. And I was thinking, will one day possibly we will be able to communicate with our loved ones through our, our, an app, through our phone, um, and how instantaneously that will be? I mean, will this be something that you think in the future for the masses? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to mute you, Iris, just because of the beeping in the background from the ICU. Your mom is in phase nine of the 12 phases of transition right now. So again, if you go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you'll see the graphics of that. Is she ready to go? No. Is she in pain? Yes. What does she need? She says to get out of here. <laughs> Meaning, get out of the hospital, get out of the ICU. So, Sonia, what, do you believe that that technology will catch up to this? Will it will be an app on the phone? Is industry interested in your work? Are you are you in collaboration with any companies or anything along those lines to bring this technology to the masses at this moment? No, uh, in truth, I don't think that. Uh, Mankind will have these uh, uh, available soon um, for many reasons. Mainly, mainly because up to now, what makes uh, the, the the phenomenon to happen is uh, is the other side. The technology is there. Uh, our what I use in my side is something very. Uh, uh, not important. It's something like a, a usual, uh, ordinary cell phone, uh, an ordinary laptop, an ordinary 
camera. So it is not our technology that mines, it is the other side. And obviously, they have to be very careful uh, with the expansion of this information because uh, still on Earth, um, the three main religions deny the afterlife. So uh, if all of a sudden this could be available for humanity, it would be a problem and not a solution because many people from other religions would say, oh my God, uh, what happened? Uh, uh, now the afterlife is a reality and uh, I spent all my life and I, I, I thought it was something completely different. There was no afterlife and so on. So um, I think that it will take a time for mankind to be prepared to have these available for for everybody. But I think what they do now with me is to test so that they can develop and um, progress in their inventions, in their techniques. So it is uh, something that uh, what is important is that uh, uh, that I think that um, what I do may bring um, uh, the scientific proof of immortality. This is important also for the other side. Um, and uh, But I think that it's something that will go slowly. Do you find, have you heard from the other side, Sonia, that time doesn't exist in the spirit world like it does in our world? I hear that all the time, that time is a human creation and that time as we know it in the linear time from our human perspective is not how it is in the spirit world, that it's just time doesn't exist. There isn't even a, there isn't even a frame of reference for it because it doesn't exist. So it's feasible. I hear the example often a hundred lifetimes of a hundred years apiece in our human concept may not even be a blip on the radar screen in this in the spirit world is that what you've heard as well yes uh, precisely um, time doesn't yeah, exist time um, yeah i don't uh, as per what uh, i learned from them yeah okay i'm gonna have to take another quick break when we come back way more questions for dr sonia stay with us everybody you're listening to the ask julie ryan show Dr. Sonia Rinaldi from Brazil. Thank you for staying up late to join us this evening. And let's go to Michelle. Michelle, do you have a question for Dr. Rinaldi? Not really sure if it's exactly for her. I'm hoping it is. Hi, Doctor, and hi, Julie, again. Um, I do hear sounds coming out of my speakers at time, and I was wondering if that could be a sign from someone who has been deceased. I don't hear it all the time, and then sometimes I hear it. And I remember a few years back when my dad passed, I did hear it. And I'm kind of hoping it is him, so. What kind of sounds, Michelle? What kind of sounds are you hearing? Alex, staticky. Like, my speakers are staticky. So I don't know if I need new speakers <laughs> or if it's, you know, if it's them, because I don't hear it all the time. 
Okay. So, Sonia, is that a possibility that spirit can manipulate electronics to make sounds? I mean, they're certainly doing that with your research, but can they do it just, you know, with Michelle, with her dad messing around with their speakers? Yes, yes, it is possible, yes. Um, Obviously, uh, not everybody that uh, uh, the phenomenon happens know about ITC. Um, I heard, for instance, persons uh, that received the uh, message in entry machine that I think that doesn't exist anymore, but they exist in the past. Uh, So um, the person found... um, a message in the entry machine, and the person not even knew that the spirits could record. So, yes, it can happen. Mm-hmm. I do get that that's your dad messing with your speakers, Michelle. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. And he messes yeah. with me while I'm sleeping. He'll come under my body, and I'll say, Dad, very nice, thank you, but not I don't want you to... Like, you're scaring me. I tell him that he doesn't do it anymore. But I'm thinking that's him, too. Well, spirit, I I have found that when people start getting afraid, all you have to do is just tell them to leave, and they'll leave. They just, you know, spirit's pure love. So if they're annoying you, that's not their intention. They're they're just there to give you love to let you know that they're close by with that. So, yeah, great question. I thought it was a a first. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Let's go to Pamela next. Hi, Pamela. Hi, Pamela. 910 area code. Are you with us? Are you muted? Can you unmute? Okay. Well, maybe she's just listening. So let's see who's next. Let's go to Betty Ann. Hi, Betty Ann. Hi, Betty Ann. Got to unmute. Unmute your phone. All right. Well, guess not. Let's try Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Can we hear Brenda? Well, I'm hearing something in the background. Brenda, is that you? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, good. Got a question for Dr. Rinaldi? Well, I'm not really. The The question I had was my mom and dad, January 2020, passed away 16 days apart. Oh. And it's really hard. And they, like I'm kind of in charge, and I just wanted to know if I'm doing everything that I should be doing. As far as their estate, you mean? Is that what your question is? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, Sonia, do you do you find that when you talk with deceased loved ones, here's what I find. Let's see if it matches with what your research is showing. What I find is that our deceased loved ones don't care about that kind of stuff on earth. They they want you to do what's going to bring you comfort and what's going to be easy and joyful for you. I'll hear people say, well, does my deceased dad like the, you know, the park we named after him and that we built? Yeah, it's fine, but that's for the living. It's not for the deceased. The deceased doesn't really care about it. The deceased just sends love, and the deceased just wants you to 
be happy and and live a joyful life. Have you found that to be the case, Sonia, with the communications that you get from deceased loved ones? Yes, uh, of course. Uh, I think that the, the interests are different. Um, but obviously, uh, if there was um, a true love uh, between a couple when they were alive, obviously, uh, this love will continue. But obviously, the, the one that is in the other side doesn't want uh, that the one on earth to to be sorrow or to to cry. Nothing of these they want um, because they feel the thoughts of the person. So it's important to, that the person vibrates uh, with care, with love, uh, but not with pain, with sorrow, with sadness. And uh, I think that uh, this is good for the other, for the one who left. And uh, he or she will retribute, uh, also sending good vibration to the one that is stayed on Earth. Mm-hmm. Does that help, Brenda? The night before she died. Say that again. I'm just saying. She said she. She said she saw him sit in a chair. Yeah, sure she did. She yeah. Did you read my book, Angelic Attendance, yet? Seventy-one years. No, but I'm going to. Yeah, read it. Talks about how our deceased loved ones are around us. And then Dr. Chris Kerr wrote a book called Death is But a Dream. And he did university-based research on 1,400 hospice patients who talk about that they see their deceased loved ones and spirits of deceased pets in visions and in dreams as they're approaching death. So I tease him. I always say, I love it when science catches up with woo-woo. So same with you, Sonia. I love it when your science catches up with the woo-woo stuff that I get to experience. All right. Stay with us, everybody. When we come back, we'll have some more questions from callers. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Hang in there with us. Dr. Sonia Rinaldi from Brazil, and she is staying up late to join us this evening answering all our questions. Barbara, you're next up. Do you have a question for Dr. Rinaldi? Hi, Barbara. Barbara, get yourself off mute. Are you there? Okay, let's go to Lisa next. Hi, Lisa. Do you have a question for Dr. Rinaldi? Hi, Lisa. Hello, hello. Okay. I think we've got a lot of listeners tonight, Sonia. Let's go to, let's try Helen. Hi, Helen. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm enjoying your show. Uh, uh, Really a new experience. Um, Listening to Dr. Ronaldi's uh, experiment and research. So I just have a quick question um, that just popped into my mind. That um, So when a spirit reincarnates, will they, like, will the other spirits still be there or it just disappears? 
I don't understand your question. Can you rephrase it a little bit? So it's, I don't understand what you're asking. I get the reincarnate part, but I don't get the part about, well, the same yeah, so it's, Let's say, you know, my, my dad passed away and he visits me all the time. And then he chose to reincarnate. So now he reincarnated, he became a new person, right? What about my dad that passed? Will the spirit still be there? Oh, so great question. Reincarnate. Great question. Uh, I can, I, yeah, I can reply. Um, so the, the, here is the thing. Um, the, the, the reincarnations are, let's say, the sum of all experiences that we have in different lives. Uh, it is, we are supposed not to be living for the first time now. So, uh, I am Sonia now, but obviously I was some other person before, and uh, here I am. So, where I am here, I know what um, I deal with every day. But when I leave, when I pass away, uh, obviously I will be what Sonia was plus everything that I was before. So that is the same with your dad. So uh, if he incarnates, he will be another person, but obviously nothing is lost. Um, there is a good research on this matter uh, done by an American doctor called Yannis Stevenson. He uh, investigated more than 1,000 cases. And also there is an Indian doctor that also investigated lots of uh, uh, thousand cases, uh, usually of children that uh, could remember uh, about the previous life and could give details uh, about the, the life. So, yes, the person will be another person, but it is uh, uh, the sum of everything altogether. It is our experience. It is our growing in the spirit. What I understood the question to be, Helen, and help me with this, was is there a portion of your dad's spirit that remains in heaven and stays connected to you? And is there a portion of his spirit that reincarnates in a subsequent lifetime? Is that, did I understand that correctly? Something along those lines? That's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so did that make sense, Sonia, that, that, Part of the there, you know, there are some schools of thought that there are concurrent lifetimes happening at there are lifetimes happening at the same time, multiple lifetimes, which is really hard for me to get my human brain around because I don't have any frame of reference for that. But what I have been told by spirit is there's always a part of our spirit that stays in non-physical and can incarnate at the same time. So that's, I think, Helen's question is, if her father's spirit decides to reincarnate in a subsequent life, will he still be around her in spirit form in the relationship that she knew him when he was her, alive and her father? Does that make sense? Well, I might... As, in my opinion, I think it is different. Uh, uh, I'm basing my ideas on the mainly uh, Buddhism or even 
more recent philosophies also say that uh, the reincarnation is the, um, the, 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 the soul will occupy a new body and uh, obviously these, um, the body is something that is, uh, let's say, solid, uh, but the consciousness is not. So uh, this is eternal. The idea is that consciousness um, is eternal. You may have 10 lives, 20 or whatever, but you'll be always all this information together. Let's say that consciousness or soul or, or spirit is um, a sum of everything that you had been in many lives. So in my opinion, I think that uh, uh, whenever the person reincarnates, uh, the person will be that new person, but the let's say that the file of the previous life uh, is still inside the consciousness. Uh, I think that uh, in a certain way, uh, our spirit or our consciousness is uh, something very similar to a hard drive of a computer. You uh, go on putting files and more files, and uh, it is still the same. So in my view, I think that uh, uh, if your dad is a new person, obviously he will ever love you. In all, uh, whenever he is out of the, of the body, uh, either because he dies again or because uh, during the sleep, he will be still be close to you, but not physically, right? Physically, he's a new person. That's what I think. Yeah, okay. I think we're saying I think we're saying the same I think we're saying the same thing. Here here let me ask this question along these lines. If Helen's dad reincarnates or when Helen's dad reincarnates, can Helen still communicate with his spirit even though he's reincarnated? Well, um in let's say it depends. For instance, I have some friends um who received who um was pregnant of a spirit that she knows for instance i have a friend uh, whose brother died and then uh, later she got pregnant and it was announced that her brother was coming as her son uh, so indeed it was a boy and uh, he indeed had many characteristics as her brother so uh, the, the the what happens in my view is that now uh, this person will be very loved uh, but it is a new person but it, it somehow uh, the the links of love is still are the same because she loved her brother and uh, in, unconsciously, let's say that uh, she still feels that that being is someone close. So I think that uh, uh, even that the person doesn't know, uh, but the, when we have a, a particular um, um, sympathy for someone or love for someone, I think that because unconsciousness, uh, there is a connection that even that Consciously, we don't don't know uh, it happened. So I think that uh, the new person, um, as your dad can be, uh, whenever finds you in the street, you say, "Oh, I feel something for that lady," uh, and obviously we'll never never know why. 
But I think that this keeps in our files, uh, in our minds. I love the analogy of the hard drive. That's a great analogy. I may poach that. I may use that. I'll give you credit for it, though, but I, I may use that one. The, the other thing, a fun story about uh, a, a spirit reincarnating, one of my graduates of my training had a two-year-old who was verbal, and she said, Mommy, uh, Grandma's going to be your baby. And this child was, you know. I mean, she doesn't know about that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so my, my graduate said, Oh, really? And she said, Yeah, yeah. She said, Grandma is going to be your baby. And Grandma had died before this child was even born. So she didn't know her, but they had talked about her and she'd seen her pictures. Well, my gal didn't even know that she was pregnant. And it turns out within a month, she found out she was pregnant. And, you know, this baby had told her not only was she going to be pregnant, but that her mother-in-law was going to come in as her new baby, which that was just a riot. And to your point, I think there are many stories and lots of research that's been done that little children know things that there's no way they could know about deceased loved ones who are in their rooms and they come to visit them and they have conversations with them or they talk about their past lives and there's no way this child could know this information and and the parents can corroborate it with historic documents online and they're saying this kid can't even read yet so yeah it's fascinating Okay, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, it'll be our last segment, and we'll get another another caller on with a question. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We'll be right back. Stay with us. got Dr. Sonia Rinaldi with us. And Sonia, I just have to tell you that I talked to uh, Tesla during the break, and he says you've been connected in multiple lifetimes. So he's he is one of your spirit guides, and he is an advisor for you. But you've you've been together in multiple lifetimes, which is not a surprise. That question kept coming in my head, and so I just asked him during the break. I said, hey, "You've been you and Sonia been connected?" And he said, "Yeah, multiple times." You probably already knew that, right? Yeah, I think that I feel like that. Uh, but thanks for the information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some confirmation for you. Lisa, are you with us? Do you have a question for Dr. Sonia? See if I can. Yes, I, I am with you. Good evening. Dr. Sonia, thank you so much. This is fascinating. My question is, when you are talking to a deceased loved one, do other loved ones come in, other deceased? So. Say, you know, I ask you to talk to my grandfather. Can I hear from, will my grandmother maybe have a message for me? Yes, yes, uh, very frequently. um, Let's suppose that we have one speaker, uh, one lovely one. Many times uh, he could say, for instance, um, your grandma is at my side and uh, 
uh, sending uh, say hello uh, so they can yes uh, give it a message from other members of the family this happens yes I find that's Thank the you. case too when I'm talking with spirit too and and as soon as we think of somebody they immediately come in I would say our heads are like big satellite dishes and so before long you can have a whole bunch of people there and they've all got messages that they're coming in with so that, great question Lisa thanks for calling how can people help support you where do you get the money to do your research? Is it in donations? What's the setup that you have, and how can people support you and support your research? Now, oh, um, well, uh, for more than thirty years, I I uh, did everything by myself, even uh, the devices, everything. I I buy, I bought uh, with my own money, uh, only. Uh, from the last two years, that when uh, when I was already in contact with a lot of uh, American friends, one have had the idea of uh, making a Patreon website. So um, with that, it's helping me a lot, and not only me, uh, but also some other people here in Brazil that uh, were volunteers with me for more than ten years, fifteen years. And uh, presently, some of them are not employed, uh, so that I can help uh, them too. So, um, and uh, in our Patreon, any value is important. Uh, it doesn't matter if the person uh, can pay five dollars a month; the, the person will receive um, all will be updated about my research. Uh, Nearly every week, we usually publish uh, three magazines per month, what is includes a lot of work because it is a result of my recordings. And usually, uh, I make the experiments with the patron. So, uh, if anyone uh, would like to support me, uh, just visiting www.patreon.com. Um, how do you say it? Uh, I don't know how to say that. Slash. Slash. Dash. 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 Slash. Uh, S-L-A-S-H. Yeah, slash. And and uh, after Sonia, there is um underline and Rinaldi. I don't know if it was clear. Yeah, we'll, we'll post all that in the in the notes, in the show notes. How about the website that's the, what is it, ipati.org? Is that something that people yeah. can go to as well? Yeah, there is um, some information in English there, but that is our Brazilian site. Okay. So uh, we try to, to keep the information in English in Patreon. And uh, in a party in Portuguese. Okay. And if you just Google Dr. Sonia Rinaldi, Rinaldi, you're going to get a whole bunch of information that's going to pop up. It's, you know, she's been very, very busy over the past several years and uh, 35, right? The past 35 years doing yeah. this research. And uh, obviously, the. How do people get in touch with you if they want to talk to a deceased loved one, if they want to communicate with a deceased loved one through the Patreon site? 
Is that how they contact you to do that? Best way. Yes, yes. And uh, from time to time, we sometimes make groups. For instance, recently, I recorded four persons in Patreon who lost wives. Uh, uh, previously, I recorded with mothers that lost boys uh, from one year old to ten. So uh, we make groups so that we can assist uh, people who has the same similar problem, right? And uh, and we always advise, we inform in patient what we are doing and what we will do so that the person can participate. Yes. And then is there a fee if somebody wants to have you contact their deceased loved one? Is there a fee that you charge for that or is it just a donation or is it free? How do you have that set up? Uh, no, in my whole life, I never charged for helping anyone. Um, and uh, uh, even people in patients, they just choose what they can do. If they can uh, can pay, for instance, $5 per month, they will receive the magazines, will participate of the experiment, but there is no, no, no extra fee I don't charge. So if there are any multimillionaires out there that want to just give you like an extra $10 million or something, that would be okay too, right? <laughs> yeah. Look, the, the insurance to myself, it still wouldn't be very important, but it should be for the research itself. Because one thing that I would love and I would like not to leave Earth before getting this, but obviously I don't know if I will, is to... To have these um, the recordings, uh, these phenomena uh, investigated scientifically so that we could leave some uh, very strong evidence. But I don't know. This requires money. And, uh, oh, I know. I know. Well, thank you so much for being with us this evening. How enlightening and interesting and fun. Sending everybody love from Sweet Home, Alabama. Mwah! And Brazil, too. I'll be back next week with a show. Thanks, everybody. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan. And like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.